Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This is the Theater Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Seals, and these are intimate, personal conversations with the industry's biggest names. Welcome to episode 165. Our two guests for this episode are two people you may have heard of, Tommy Kale and James Monroe Eigelhart. Two people with amazing credits attached to amazing bodies of work, and they have been friends for 15 plus years working with Freestyle Love Supreme, and they are both with us here today to talk about Freestyle Love Supreme as part of the ongoing FLS podcast takeover. We're going to feature a lot more people from Freestyle Love Supreme, so make sure that you keep coming back for the rest of the episodes of the takeover. I've had past members from FLS on the podcast before, including one of the founding members, Anthony Venanciali. I just cannot stress how much I love this group of people. They are all such genuinely nice people in real life that it just carries over onto what you see on stage and to these true and honest moments that carry into the show and make it this amazing thing and make it what it is. James and Tommy both talk about this in the episode. They come back to this concept of of family. They come back and they love each other. And no matter what, no matter where they are in their careers, whenever they can, they come back and they perform and they get on stage and money does not matter. They used to do it for peanuts. They would still do it for peanuts. Find me online on Instagram and Twitter at theater underscore podcast. Let me know you're listening. Find me on Facebook slash official theater podcast. Leave a rating and a review wherever you're listening. And now, everybody, please enjoy this episode with the amazing Tommy Kale and James Monroe Eigelhart. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Here you go. One, two, three... Today, we have not one but two Tony Award winners on this episode of the podcast, both the director and one of the first members to join Freestyle Love Supreme. Tommy Kale is a director and producer known for his amazing work on Hamilton, In the Heights, Grease Live, and Fosse Verdon. James Monroe Eigelhart has just reprised his role as Lafayette Jefferson in the newly reopened Hamilton on Broadway, originated Genie in Disney's Aladdin, and has other Broadway and TV credits, including Memphis, Spelling Bee, Netflix's Maniac, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and the Tangled Animated Series. Here to talk all things FLS Academy and Freestyle of Supreme, now reopening for a limited run on Broadway, beginning on October 7th, 2021. Tommy Kale, James Monroe, Eigelhart, welcome to the Theater Podcast. Thank you very much. 
We are, we are in the building. We are in we, the building. In fact, James, we, we, you could not stop talking when we first, before we started recording, and then I introduce you, and all you can say what? is thank you very much. Well, you know, because there, there's two of us. There's two of us. And look, people have heard me on podcasts before and know I talk a lot. And Tommy Kale is an enigma. I mean, most the people who get to hear him talk are the people who work with him. But, like, he's he's, like... In in a cool way, like the, the 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 smooth brother who like he he lets the he lets the actors and his work speak for him. Like you get a Tommy interview, he's like, yeah, I did it, and he's gone. So the fact that <laughs> he's out. here is like amazing. All right, well, Tommy, Tommy, then let's hear from you because James is right. We hear so little from you in these things, and I I I know a lot about James. I've known James for years. We have never met before, and I'm so excited to talk to you just because of the amazing things you've done and the amazing things you're attached to. And so we are here to talk about Freestyle Love Supreme, which is returning to Broadway for another limited run beginning on October 7th. October 7th, October 7th, get your tickets. This show is amazing. And I want to say you just won a 2020 special Tony Award for the show, which is incredible. Congratulations there. Well, so, uh, I, I appreciate that. And I hope there is no recall. <laughs> <laughs> there would not be recall. Um, so talk to me about how you got involved directing a show that in theory, like it, when I think improv, I don't think, Oh, this needs a director because it's made up every night. But how, how did you get involved with this? I got involved a long time ago when, when James and I were young. Um, <laughs> so I started working on the show with Anthony Viniziali, who I'd started a theater company with who plays two touch and freestyle and, and Lynn Manuel in 2003, 2004. So Lynn and I were working on In the Heights starting in 2002 with this little theater company I had called Backhouse Productions, founded by me, Anthony, and our pal, Neil and John. And we were working on In the Heights, and anytime there was a rehearsal, there was a break. And during that break, it was me dragging Lynn and Anthony back from the hallway to stop freestyling and get back to work. <laughs> Cut to 18 years later, it's the same thing. <laughs> um, so, so Lynn and Anthony kind of came up with this idea and then asked me to come see the show. We were all super tight at the time, uh, whereas now we hate each other. Um, <laughs> um, and I, I came to see the show and I was really inspired by it. I, I love sketch comedy. I loved improv. Uh, I, I loved the idea of taking all of the elements of hip hop and freestyling and synthesizing and fusing um, them together with some of the, the, the things that we loved watching and also tried to make a thing that we'd never seen or was inspired by some of the things we'd never seen. And so we started doing shows all around town and in lots of places that aren't there anymore. Um, and in 2004, uh, somebody uh, saw the show when we were performing at The Pit, the People's Improv Theater, a uh, mm -hmm. gentleman named John Steingart. And he invited us to do a run at Ars Nova. And that was like our first A time being paid to work. I, I think, you know, at that point, we've been working on In the Heights for... Uh, 45 cents in a subway cart, um, which we paid ourselves. Um, and, and freestyle was really like our first gig. So it was in 2004. And then uh, Chris Jackson, who was in the original uh, Heights and also freestyle, was really tight with James. And one of the first things he said to me is, look, I'm going to introduce you to somebody. Don't say this in front of him, but I think he's even, just meet him. And so uh, James James walked in in 2006 and uh, my life has been better ever since. Uh, and then we all, and we started jamming after that. 
And now I'm on a podcast with you. Right? It's (laughs) crazy. That's That's my life. That's right. And that was it. Nothing happened between that moment and that. Not a thing. Not a thing. James, how did you, what, how would you work with Chris before that? How did he know that you wanted to, or that you would be good at this sort of thing? Um, Actually, Chris and I, we'd met, uh, Really briefly, uh, I came to New York. Like my first, my first time in New York, I went to see a friend of mine, and his, and her roommate just happened to be Chris Jackson, and he was a part of Lion King. And we said, "Hey, what's up? What's up?" And that was about it. And then um, I went back to the Bay Area. I was doing uh, just a regional show uh, in Marin, California, and uh, he just happened to be uh, the lead. I was one of the I was one of the sidekicks for for his for his character, and we were out in the parking lot and literally just you know just shooting the breeze, and we were both talking about how. Uh, our lives were right on what we what we both thought was the precipice of success. Right, we were so we were so near it. We just it was it was like our fingertips. We just couldn't get to it. And Chris said something funny. He said, "Man, this in the heights thing has to work." And I was like, "Yo, man, this Memphis thing has to work." And then this beat <laughs> this beat came on, and I start freestyling. And he start freestyling. He's like, "Yo, I'm a part of this group called Freestyle Supreme." And my ego was big, and he was like, "Yo, I got this friend who's like the best rapper I've ever heard." And I was like. I whatever. He's like, no, my man Link can rap about anything. I was like, so can I. So we started just acting <laughs> stupid. And he said, oh my gosh, you have to, you know, meet these guys. And he, we, we stayed friends. Like usually when you do a regional show, you like meet somebody cool and you kind of move on and like your lives don't really cross anymore. But Jackson and I stayed friends. And then I was, uh, happened to be in Boston doing Spelling Bee and uh, Free Love Supreme was having auditions because Lynn and Chris were about to start their journey on In the Heights at, uh, off Broadway. And they brought me in and I'll never forget that. That was the coolest audition ever. We came in, we, uh, Tommy was there, all the brothers were there. We start rapping and the usual audition what happens and once you're done, and they kick you out and they call you back later. So all of a sudden, Tommy stops and he goes, okay, uh, thanks, everybody. It was great. Um, and Ut- Utkarsh or UTK, the INC, and mm-hmm. I were both auditioned the same night. And he goes, uh, UTK, James, stay for a minute. And he closes the door and everybody else who auditions leaves. And Tommy just starts having a meeting. He's like, okay, so our next gig is at this college. And when I was like, are, are we in the group? Wait, did we get hired? Did we just and get Tommy, hired? And, and, and Tommy, like, just as smooth, he said, oh, yeah, 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 you're in. Okay, now back to what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been like that for the past 16 years. <laughs> we have work to do, y'all. Come on. Right, exactly. Like, I go out and give him a bottle of water? Let's go. Exactly. It's like, yo, you, I said you was in. Let's get to work. Let's go. We got to go make $57, you know, rapping for some oh, college kids. Gosh, listen. <laughs> I think that's the fun part, uh, Alan, honestly, about um, this whole thing moving to uh, being on Broadway and also being able to come back to Broadway. This was something that you had a conglomerate of, of a group of very, very talented people who were doing this because at the time we didn't have anything else to do. Like we knew, <laughs> we knew like in the Heights was happening or about, we, it hadn't, you know, destroyed yet. Memphis was in the process, uh, you know, so Lynn is a substitute teacher writing. Chris is, you know, working on little things. Utkarsh was trying to get to be seen on TV. You know, Shockwave is like doing little gigs all around town. None of us knew what this was gonna be. So once everything kind of blew up for our careers, we always came back home. It always felt good to come back to freestyle because there were no egos there. We were always, we knew our place there. We knew what we were supposed to do. It was never of, a, okay, I'm a star, I'm a star. I'm no, no, it was like, okay, freestyle, we just do what we do. Never in a million years. I mean, we always joked. I mean, and we literally joked. We were always like, yeah, if we ever get to Broadway, they're going to kick us off the first night. Yeah, we just <laughs> we made these jokes. And then when we were there that first time, we were like, holy crap, 
are we really here? <laughs> so it's well, like, that's why it's just a magic thing every time it happens. Well, yeah, I mean, up, in, up until an hour ago, Alan, when we had a call with the entire group, and we're still making the same. I mean, it, I mean, it's like a time warp, and everybody's playing their part. You know, yes. I would say everybody is exactly themselves. You know what I mean? Like, doesn't matter what the situation, it will be revealed. And this group, and we've grown and uh, and expanded and met so many new people along the way. And that's also the joy is watching this thing get so much bigger than us. And and obviously, not trying to make some sort of natural segue into the academy, but there is an opportunity now. I think that the show is a little more well known, and some of the stuff that we've done outside the show has had some volume turned up on it and how people find it in that way. And like, you know, I've worked on a bunch of stuff over the last 20 years. There's something about freestyle that's different from all of them. And that, and James can attest to this and, and you can too, I'm not being the show. You don't want to leave like that no. 20 minutes after a show, nobody leaves. They just hang, they want to talk about it. Did you see? Cause, cause they know it was just that night. They know what happened for them. And I think there's something about that. And when you create that many singularities, over a 15 year period, there's a, there's a bond, you know, I, I feel bonded to James in a way that that's molecular now, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter where we are, how long has been since we talk, it's like, we have this thing and we feel that with the whole group. Yeah. Or I, I, I wonder how much, you know, like it, it, it seems like this perfect chemistry, you're talking molecular, right? And it's so all get into the chemistry part of it. And, and you as the director are sort of the, the, the alien leader, right? That is guiding this, this ship. And I've talked with Anissa, I've talked with Shockwave, I've talked with, with Anthony and, and the common thread and, and knowing James too, is just everybody is so there's two things. One is just, it's genuine. Everyone is genuine. You have to be real to be good at freestyling. You have to be in the moment. You got to be real. But then Anthony really drilled home from drill this home for me when I was talking with him about especially about FLS Academy was that it's all about having each other's back. It's about supporting each other. And James, you were talking a second ago about ego and you like you check your ego, you leave it outside. And when you come together and it, 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 like the group comes together on stage and everyone starts, if someone starts to mess up, it's not a mess up because it's a cue for somebody else. It's just like you turn it into something good. And that is a, that's a love. That is a love and a respect that, that I have never seen in another cast to the level that it is in freestyle of Supreme. And Tommy, I want to take this to you too. And how, so how much of this is, is you bringing this to the, to the show? Are you helping to, like when you direct, are you directing this sort of feeling? Are you directing this emotion? Or are you just sort of like, you stand here, like you here, like you there? Like how much of this is ethereal and how much of this is technical? Well, you know, your, your original question, which I realized I evaded, was about how you direct something like this. And I think of it as probably the closest thing I do to coaching. And I grew up playing sports. And when I started directing, I realized that there were a lot of corollaries, rehearsal and practice, pre-game and pre-show, the show in the game, the post-mortem, putting a group together, people that have never met having to unify towards a common goal and understand where they're aiming. All of those things are relevant in the theater or making film or television. And they're particularly relevant when you're playing team sports. Freestyle, really more than anything else I do, is as close to being a coach of a basketball team. Because we can have set plays, but you also know like, then you got to throw the ball up and they're, and they're going to play the game between the lines. I think that I can be impactful in our group in determining who comes into the room, you know, who's on the squad. Mm -hmm. Because I think if you get that energy mm -hmm. right, then inherent in that is love. 
love and respect for each other, for the form. And that is the one thing, and I've witnessed this countless times with James on stage. And I remember, you know, a specific show at the end of last year is um, when we do true, which is where you take a word from the audience. And it's mm -hmm. really like where we un like unzip. This is who I am. And watching the group watch each other. That's the whole show for me. Because it is it is this unfailing and unflagging affection for each other, appreciation and admiration. A lot of the things you feel like in those early days of rehearsal, James, you know what I mean? Like where you mm -hmm. sort of yeah. when you're on a, a scripted show and you think, oh, wow, she can do that. He can do that. And then in freestyle, it's like that never goes away. Yeah. <laughs> it's just always it's always present because it's always tested because yeah. of the, the lack of a net. And so my job is to try to create a structure that makes people feel like they can be accessed and that the thing that they are the most proud of, the thing that they don't get to do that they love doing can be part of our show. And I think that engenders a, a spirit that is pervasive. And I think that's why the, the show finds the audience that it finds. Because on, at the end of the day, like I know how to light a show and I know how to stage a show. And those things come into play with freestyle and it's now beautifully lit. But we were doing it with two light cues for a long time. And that was that was that was lights on, lights off. Lights off. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's not that's not the like that's not the secret sauce. Well, that that's I want to give a, a nod to Cody Renard Richard too, the stage oh, yeah. manager Good who time. who yeah. is who is sure. just up there. I mean, when when you're watching the show, you think it's from the audience, it's it's flawless, right? Because the 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 music is there. Arthur the geniuses, I mean, just never misses a beat, literally. And then the light cues and everything moving all around in sync. You know, it's it's a well oiled machine. And I I I know I'm gonna make somebody mad saying this. I forget who the lighting the light board up is for Fish the band, right? But they always say like that guy's the the unofficial additional member of the band because he's been touring with them and he just knows every single thing they're about to improvise. Yeah. And when it comes to the whole crew around FLS, that's what that's what I feel like and I've seen the show multiple times and it it does not get old. I mean and and it sounds kind of cliché watching an improv show and saying it doesn't get old, but it's like you said, it's the love and it's the respect and it's the different like you, you're getting a different story from different audience members and you're crafting a different show every night. And when the multiverse implodes because you've made so many variations of our universe, then that's on you. But, you know, we'll deal with that later. <laughs> but James snaps his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> we are inevitable in this. You know. I think I think I think what's what's fun about um FLS is that, you know, I've been a part of improv uh, groups and improv classes and shows uh, since I was around like, you know, 18 years old. Um, I think what makes the difference is, you know, there's always that um, that realm of, you know, fearlessness and what are you going to say? I said, but what's what's funny about FLS is there's these three different levels there. Yes, there is the improv level, but there's also the freestyle rapping level and then there is the storytelling level and i think what happens is people know they're about to see an improv show so they know it's going to be made up but when they see that the that the people in the group are musically creating the situation and then 
telling a story, a seamless story. And then when we want to, like you say, veer off into the universe and bring something that was never meant to be in the story <laughs> into it and then weave it back to what the person said. I think that's the magic because they're sitting back going, they're literally going, they're on the edge of their seats wondering if, if, if it's going to rhyme, wondering if they're going to get to the story, wondering how it's going to end or where we're going to take it. And by the, by the time they get to the end of the show, their energy is so far up because they've been on the edge of their seat the whole time that when we end and leave, they're still at the end of their seat. They're like, they keep expecting, oh, they're going to come back out and say something else. And we don't. So all they want to do is come back and see it again because they're watching like, I can't believe this is happening in real time in front of me. So I think that's one of the things that makes Free Soul Love Supreme so different from other improv groups is these different levels. And everybody's level is everybody's style is different. So it's not like, you know, when you have a rap group and they all rap together, everybody's style in our group is different. And even, you know, again, the way Tommy says, picking the right people with the right um, energy, the right, you know, the right coolness to be, for lack of a better word, to be a part of the, a part of the family, you know, Cody, Cody goes with that because he has to have the attitude to deal with the crew of people that are freestyle of Supreme. And so I tease him, I tease Cody all the time. Cody always goes like, yeah, I'm different. I'm like, no, no, you are just as nuts as us. Cause if you weren't, you <laughs> wouldn't be here. You have to be that kind of insane to live in our freestyle of Supreme circus. Absolutely. So Tommy, how do you, how do you uh, like bringing in Anissa and bringing in uh, latest, the new round of people that are, that are starting to grace the stage and coming back? Um, are you involved now with with still, uh, I guess, pulling people out of FLS Academy or how does that whole process work? Yeah, I mean, FLS Academy exists on its own, not necessarily as a training ground. But what we have found is some of the folks who come through there are announcing themselves as uh, a, you know, a particular kind of energy or talent that might be right for our group. Um, certainly, the majority of the people that go to FLS Academy are going because they want to meet James, um, are going <laughs> because course. they want to go and have that experience. You know, that sort of team building, being member of a community, um, you know, having, having their story amplified. And that's really, you know, I think in the ethos of that. But Anissa Folds, who came out of the Academy, uh, you know, also was around Shockwave and, and, and Jelly and, and Anthony. And they were just like, tugging on me like you got to see her and it's like if if all three of them agree on anything like which i've never heard in 18 years you know like <laughs> I'm, a, so I'm, a listen, I'm a listen to that um but yes uh, i am involved day to day and you know the thing about this show which is so uh, interesting is that you know I, I wear more hats on this show than i wear on any other show that i do like i i, I produce and direct and and uh in television a, a little bit but on this one, because I was there when we made the show, because I'm one of the producers of the show and because I'm the director of the show, I, I find that all of those parts of me are accessed, which is what brings me joy. But I love introducing new members of, uh, you know, of our community to the group, either in the audience or like I meet someone from another gig and I'm like, hey, you can come through. You know, Tarek, who is a, a new member of our group, was, you know, did like, uh, uh, you know, some work on Fosse Verdon in the first episode. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, oh, wait, that, you know, like, and we might have even talked about it then. We might not have. And then someone brought his name. I was like, oh, you mean the guy from that? And then all of a sudden, like, we're all on a group Zoom and like, he's in the group, you yeah. know, and he came through and he jammed with us and he went out of town and like, and like put the time in. And I just, I love that kind of expansion. Same with Kayla, um, you know, with, with Anissa. And, and, and it's really one of the, the fun things. James and I always meet people and we're like, oh, you know, you can take it maybe. We're now doing yeah, yeah. our Chris Jackson <laughs> yes, in, the, in the, yes. you know, in the parking yeah. lot conversation. Yeah. 
We're going to take a short break. Stay tuned for more of the episode. I love the the representation, actually, that talking about everybody bringing their stories and whatnot. And it, it's all different uh, presentations of gender and race. And it just it the the art form and the love and the respect keep going back to that. It just transcends everything. And and you're breaking down stereotypes like to see Kayla Milady beatbox is otherworldly. I mean, Shockwave is great, but like he's a dude. You expect a dude to be able to beatbox a lady to come out like that, like Kayla Milady, just phenomenal. And then and like you have different, like I said, the race representations is just wonderful. And it's just all it's brotherly, sisterly love and respect up there nonstop. And and I think the audience, the audience attaches onto that. The audience attaches to something that is greater than probably what they're aware of, right? They want to, they want to escape. They want to be distracted by some positive energy. It's energy that you guys are putting out there. And I actually really love, I don't know if this is uh, part intentional just to prevent bootlegs, but putting the phones inside, what are those, those bags called that? You know, oh, yeah. you can't oh, use yonder your patches. Yonder yeah, the patches. yonder patches. Like you obviously can't record it, and and I understand the purpose behind that because you want it to exist once and never again. That's a part of improv. But I think part of that too is is uh, <laughs> I saw I saw somebody online on Instagram the other day was like, I don't meditate, but I do watch TV with my phone in the other room sometimes. Does that count? <laughs> and so that's sort of the same thing here is that when you knowing you can't connect to this device that keeps you outside it keeps your mind distracted i think it forces you to be present in a way that that normally most sh- most people aren't in other shows was- my wife when my wife went to go see the show uh she came to opening she said it was so funny how uh you know and when theater starts people are all talking you know you're talking to everybody every day and then because you can't use your phone uh once the lights go down there's only one thing you can focus on and so everybody's having this awesome collective experience together. And also our show doesn't have a story. So the stories that people are hearing are the stories in that building. So that's what makes it so interesting to them because the stories they're hearing are the stories that are around them. So the person next to them may have told a story and we've taken that story and amplified it, or they've told a story and then we've taken it, rewound it, fixed it for them, and then given it back to them as a gift. Like you messed up. We're going to give it back to you in a second. We're going to give it back to you in a second chance. And here's what should have happened to your life. They all experience that together and they walk out with this unique story experience that no one else will have so they whenever you go to fls show it's always like oh my god you don't know what you're going into but when you leave you it's you can explain it to somebody but they won't get it unless they see it and of course when someone's that infectious they have to go see it which is what makes people come back because they're like i know it's not going to be the same what are they going to do this time and that's just something about the magic that uh happens when all of us get together absolutely and and james you are also most of the time i think Every time I, I've known you to FLS on Broadway, you've also been doing another show at the same time, also yes. on Broadway. Yeah. So I, <laughs> let's talk about the, I guess, the cast, right? Because there's the core cast. There, Every time I've, I've gone, it's always been Anthony and uh, Utkarsh was there and Anissa mm-hmm. and Shockwave and Arthur. And, and Jelly then, Donut. And Jelly Donut, right. Yes. And, and then there's always one, two, sometimes – 
I guess, are there ever more people? But how, how do you decide who and when goes in and in the rotating guests? Usually they, they call us and go, are you free? <laughs> and, and we go, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm free today. No, I'm not free tomorrow. But yes, yes, I'm free right now. And, and if something happens where, you know, the planets align and some god-awful reason Chris Jackson and I are in the same show, that's a whole different ball game. That's, <laughs> that, that audience leaves going, I don't know if I want to see the show again, but damn it, whatever I saw just then was amazing. <laughs> because uh, he, and I are like, he and I are like two brothers who didn't know we needed another brother, and we bicker <laughs> like brothers. And our and see, it, James Eichelhart and Chris Jackson are deep friends, and we bicker. Jay Soul and C Jack are deep friends, and they bicker, and they but they work so well, in literally in harmony together on stage. And so basically, it's just that uh, those of us who have other gigs, um, we love Freestyle Love Supreme. This is our family. This is our core. This is our home. And so when they call and we go, yes, I'm free that day. We are running to the theater to do it because it's so much fun. It's the most freeing moment, you know, because you don't have you don't have to think. It's a, you don't have to think, but at the same time, you have to think. You, know, you have to listen, but you can all, all that pretense gets thrown away. All the George Washingtons, all the Lafayettes, all the awards, TV shows that all that all that mess gets thrown away because you have no net. You can't hide behind. Look, I, I'm on CBS's bull. No one gives a crap. They want the story they're about to hear. <laughs> I used to be the genie. No one cares. They want to see what's happening right now. So you have to focus. And when all of us have the time, I think one time, I think uh, Tommy said it best. Before we got to Broadway, there was a crazy moment where all of our uh, um, schedules just happened to align at Ars Nova. And Ars Nova is a very tiny place. And we had the Wu-Tang Clan version of freestyle on stage. <laughs> Everybody and their mama was on stage. We were cramped up in little corners on, <laughs> on stage. And we were having the best time because we were all together. And we just, we laughed. I think we laughed more than the audience because we were so happy watching our other friends do act completely stupid. You know, there's nothing like, there's nothing like watching uh, the man who was given every award known to man act like a turkey. To watch Lynn <laughs> on stage, like that's Lynn Manuel Miranda. He doesn't have to do this, but this is what he's doing. And it's, you just, you can't help but crack up laughing. You're like, yep, this is happening. So I think, you know, once they ask us and we're like, yeah, we're free, we're in, we're there. This is just what happens. That, that's what I was going to go back to was, was again, you guys, what, James, what you said at the very beginning of this interview was that you started, all of you became friends and all of you were doing this before the awards, before the shows, before the everything. Like you have all seen so much success, all of you. And, and now you're coming back. That was going to be my next question is just why come back? Why come back? Because you've got so much, you've got these busy schedules and these families now and you come back to, to this show. And no matter what, and, and I remember the last show I saw that that, uh, that you were in, you had done, it was like, a, I think it was Saturday night. So I came to see the late FLS and you had already finished uh, uh, a two show day of Hamilton because it was a Saturday. So yeah. you did a two show Hamilton and then came and did a third show on a Saturday for FLS. And I, I didn't understand at the time, like why you would want to just put yourself out there like that. But now after hearing the story, it's, it's, it makes complete sense. Like this is that's family. It's going yeah. home. 
It is. It's, and it's he cool. loves applause. Oh, I'm yes, sorry. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that that's also. I mean, uh, why get something twice that you can have three, three times? Three times. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's honestly got true. That's true. I you, they know me. I I love. There's a, a hole in the bucket. You know what? There's a hole in the bucket, and we're all trying to fill it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, but we just, I think the fun that you don't do anything you don't like to do. I right. mean, there are, yes, you do. Like, if you go to a job and you don't like your job, it's like golden handcuffs. Well, I get paid so much for this job, I, I've got to do it. But then there are things that you do just because, just for the love of it. And we were doing, and Tommy's right, we were doing FLS when we were getting paid, you know, Q-tips and Puma sweats. And, you know, that's, that's, a, that's an old line from a third base album. You know, we were getting like, you know, like no money at a mall rapping about a, a different drink I won't bring up, you know, and we were doing it because we loved it. We all got on a train, went to the mall, the mall now, and did this. And these are the same dudes who are on Broadway doing this because we love it. We wouldn't do it if we didn't love it, you know. And when we all come back, we all laugh. I mean, I think one of my favorite moments of being on Broadway is every single person that is a guest star or a principal in FLS now has something in their contract for their own dressing room. <laughs> yeah, when we get the freestyle of Supreme, we are all cramped up together and laughing like we are back in college. Like, like, oh, okay, I'm in a room with you. I'm, I'm okay. No, I'm in a room with you. And we start arguing. Okay, well, you go downstairs this time. I'm gonna go upstairs. I'm gonna talk to him. And we are rooming together. And I know, I, I know, stage managers like, oh my god, these children. And we are grown, <laughs> grown people. And just because we love it, we get into that building and we all, you know, just love being there and then once we get out we go back to our separate gigs that we've worked so hard to get to but this is the core and this kind of gets us energized to go back to those other things you know it kind of opens your mind up you know something that anthony told me that he you know he was working uh with the on on we'll call it the science project right where he's going into the fmri machine to have his brain scanned while he was freestyling versus reading and then scientifically worked with uh, the scientist to prove that freestyling lowers inhibition it activates this part of your brain or deactivates rather that uh this part of your brain that that lowers inhibition and i i guess taking that taking that one step further right you have been doing this for what 18 years now right tommy it's been forever and freestyling and improvising and creating and literally rewriting your brains to have less inhibition and to be connected and to be open and to be more receptive and i guess james for you thinking back on on what this show has done for you, what this camaraderie has done for you. Have you, do you feel like it's changed you to a way where it's helped you get roles like genie where you're just like, I'm putting it out there. I'm improvising. I'm taking a chance and I, I'm going to be accepted. Yeah. I think it, it, um, this show, you have to be fearless. You have, and also you have to, uh, you have to not be afraid to look silly and look ridiculous. And I think that also helps with storytelling. When you're telling a story, um, you have to play, everything whether it be the the star of the show or the flower in the background and you have to be okay with that and um this show allows you to have that it also the double-edged sword is 
uh, when the lights aren't on, you improv at 7-Eleven and your wife wants to throw things at you because you're, <laughs> you have no inhibition. So you just start doing crap. And she's like, must you do this here? Please. <laughs> she's like praying that FLS comes back. Please do this so you can stop improving at Burger King. No one cares that you can rap about fries. Just please stop. <laughs> so, yeah, but it does it does open your mind up and kind of let you be free enough to like just be whatever it is you need to be. So in every situation, uh, like for instance, we with Hamilton, we we looked at the, we looked at it and we were like, okay, great, let's bring it back. And I walked in with new eyes, and you're like, okay, what else do I see that I didn't see the last time we were here? And Tommy gives us that gives the freedom to go, we'll, we'll try something, show me something, and I'll show him something. He'll go, yes, I like that. Actually, this I, I like what you did, but it doesn't really work with this, but try this. So it kind of gives you the the freedom to go, let me just try something. And if they don't like it, they'll tell me. But most of the time we get into a situation in a work, in a theater aspect, where I don't want to I don't want to do anything that's going to make the director or a producer mad. They're going to tell me, no, just do it. And if they don't like you, they'll tell you. You got hired, so just be free to do stuff. And FLS definitely helps with that. If you look at all the people in our group, uh, top to bottom, and you see their other work, it it's fearless. It's mm-hmm. absolutely fearless, their other work. I was wondering if it was like, a, uh, you know, which came first, chicken and egg scenario, right? Like, are the, are the fearless people the ones that are successful? Or are the are they getting successful because they are fearless? And so like, Tommy, I guess for you as a director, and you've, you've done TV and film and Hamlet and uh, Broadway. And so you get you kind of got the the different range of i mean literally you've probably seen thousands and thousands of people audition for you over the years like what do you what stands out for you the most when it comes to this sort of these sort of characteristics that you're looking for oh you know i feel like um this lack of inhibition that james is speaking to is certainly something that is palpable you know there's a you know there's a lot of thinking you know, that I now put into vibe, like, you know, what does it feel like in the room when someone walks in the room? Like what's, what's the energetic field. Um, and, you know, I appreciate people that make bold choices. I appreciate people that are prepared, that are prepared and then willing to put that down and play, um, you know, that feel like they uh, are, you know, they're, they're hungry to express and also not, um, already dialed it in too rigid in what, what it is that they're, they're coming in with. Um, and, and, you know, and each time with, with casting, it's, it's a feeling there's something in your gut that says, huh, I want to see more. I want to lean in, or I want to continue to explore. Um, and in that way, whether it's a scripted show or whether it's, it's FLS, that's the same feeling. There's so much of my job that is the same on this than as if I was doing a, a play that was, hundred pages long or, or a musical revival or a new, a new musical. And so those are the things that I, I tend to um, sort of be magnetized towards. Um, and, you know, there's no, you know, there's no feeling quite like not knowing who's going to play a part. And then all of a sudden you meet them and they walk in the door and it's like, Oh, okay. Check next. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and, and it's often very immediate, you know, it's, it's, you know, you can, you know, like you're, you know, you're drawing up the contract sometimes before the song's even over, you know what I mean? Or something like that. You're like, oh, okay, this, this is, this part's done. So that, that's always a wonderful feeling. Well, yeah, it's funny. You, you had mentioned, uh, you know, you guys were telling the story about when James auditioned and like, you're like, all right, right. you know, you guys stay. I was like, send him to hair and makeup. Yeah. Why are we still talking about that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that just sound, that sounds phenomenal. It makes 
It makes so much sense. And it comes across too. It comes across in in everything that I've ever seen that you've created, that you've had your your part in, Tommy, because you know, like looking I saw the the original cast of Hamilton too. Before I wanna say I saw it before the soundtrack came out, so I saw it. I, I, when it was super nice. pro, yeah. Um yeah, so I was one of the original and like that cast is putting together the cast and uh, I think it's it's I remember um, something my mom told me actually when I when I was a kid and we were watching a Ben Stiller movie and she was like, you know, that's how Ben Stiller puts his friends in all of his movies. And there's there's a reason for that. And and I noticed that now like that was kind of the, uh, the turning point for me as a kid when I realized acting could be a profession and that they were real people because I realized, oh, yeah, if you like working with somebody, if you're actually friends with somebody, you just want to keep making things. You want to keep creating things. And then all of you have been working together and creating so much nonstop for years now. And it, it doesn't stop. I mean, you look at, you look at like uh, Lynn and, C- and Chris Jackson, right? <clears throat> it's like, oh, Lynn puts Chris in everything. And Lynn's like, if I'm working, you're working, Chris. Like, it's always going to happen. And then, you know, James, you are always in everything with all these guys. And Tommy, your name is all over everything that touches all of these guys. Like, you, it's funny because you said you just got off a Zoom meeting an hour ago with everybody. And it and it's like you go back to that mentality. You go back to that uh, that place that place of comfort and you have with these people, and that's what you do with family. No matter what you try to do, you always go back to the same same thing you are with your family. Yeah, and 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 as we all know, like when when you have your role in a family, part of the challenge is like how you evolve and expand beyond that. And sometimes, like it's the work within any group to say like, oh, that person is different than who they were when I met them. And, and to let that expansiveness also have a place. And that's something I think we've been working on a lot in freestyle these last few years. It's been really thrilling. You know, the idea that we're gonna be on Broadway and then go straight into a national tour. And by the time we go to that national tour, I hope we have four or five new members who can go and start playing these cities, you know? And so, you know, then by the time you finish that, you've got 20, 25 people that are sitting, you know, in this this pool of, you know, uh, of uh, you know, of, of folks that know how to get up on stage and do this particular show. And, and I, I, you know, I look forward to the time when we can do two freestyles simultaneously. You know I mean? It's really, uh, you know, it's really something that I feel like, especially with the Academy and, and the work that's, that's, that's happening there is a reminder of how the show can live off stage too, you know, mm-hmm. and how it can go into your own life, your work life, you know, your, um, you know, your relationships, you know, how you learn to, how you learn to communicate. And as James said, you learn to listen. So if you're going to do two freestyles at the same time, you, you said earlier that this is the one show that you've got your hands in the most creatively in the different roles. Are you going to are you going to end up having to uh, relinquish control at any point to, uh, of any well, of these roles or or is this? Still- sure. And and yeah, I mean, let, let me let me say that more clearly, too, because like I would say all the things that I work on, I I try to find the way to be the right size and shape for what the thing needs. And as James knows. You know, I'm, I mean, I started working on Hamilton in 2011. I'm 10 years in. Obviously, the way that I'm working on it today is different than I was working on it in 2015 or different in 2011. But I've also been at rehearsal with James for the last four days. You know, I mean, like, and so when the moment needs it and, you know, in the week before I was at different companies. But I, one of the things I love is finding and empowering other artists, especially directors, because directors don't get to work together. One of the beautiful things about Hamilton is I work with seven other directors who over the last few years, you know, I've met, 
have been employed by Hamilton that live with the shows. Mm -hmm. And so they're there day to day. And so my job is not to be there day to day. And if I make something that needs me to be there day to day to succeed, then I failed. That's how I feel about all the companies I make. I shouldn't be essential at a certain point in, in terms of the day to day relationship I have with the company. It should be able to form hopefully with me and then exist on its own with, with other folks that are there to, to help, you know, be there to um, support and be a ballast in any way that they can. So with freestyle, you know, uh, Patrick, who has been my associate on it, and I didn't really have an associate on it for so many years, but we're also bringing Cody over to the directing side. And really? so Cody's going to help get the tour up. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, good for him. Good. Yeah. For him. So, and like, and I want to find more directors, you know, to help maintain this. So, so no, so the hope is that you're, you're then creating employment opportunity. I mean, that's something I think about a lot. You know, there's like, if we do this show, like that means the booth theater has its lights on, which means that crew is going to work. That wardrobe crew, that lighting crew, our crew, you know, 40, making 40 or 50 jobs. That's real coming out of a pandemic, just like it's real before there's a pandemic. So that's really meaningful to me as well. And and why the producers and I are really committed to trying to find as many opportunities to have freestyle exist because it's more people going to work, doing a thing, hopefully, that they have pride in and that they love. I love that. And, you know, you can take, all joking aside, you take the family metaphor back to this and you're, you're creating an entity, creating a child, something that is going to, uh, I'm, I'm going to misquote Hamilton here, but something that will, what, what is the word, the lyric, James, something that will outlive you? Uh, yeah, I want to be, I want to make something outlive me. Yeah, yeah. And so, also the, the, the fun thing is, um, with the new members, with the new family members, you know, you have to look at when you, when you, okay, we make the joke all the time that uh, Free Self Supreme has been together for 18 years and I've been a part of it for 15. And to be a part of something 15 years is a, is a milestone and awesome. But then there's a moment where you look up there and you go, damn, I saw a picture of them brothers. They look a little bit older than they did before. <laughs> you know, James, 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 I could have swore James's goatee was black when he first joined this group. <laughs> so you you need some new blood in there to 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 be you know you need new blood there to keep it going because just in case those of us not that we can't do it but if we're we're busy doing other things the free self supreme name the group the family the energy the show that has had such a great reputation will live on and with new members like anisa uh anisa is anisa is a pillar of oh our group God. now she's a beast and an amazing you know in, in in all best sense of the word of beast as a performer she's fantastic and you you have you know kayla you know kaiser rose to step on stage you know shockwave is the foundation of free Supreme, but when Shock for the first time could sit on the audience and actually give notes to the show because there's someone up there that he trusts to keep the beat as well as the foundation of the stories going. So we have these new people. So we'll be able to have um, two shows in two different places and the audience will not be disappointed because you're not coming to see, oh, I'm coming to see Lynn. I'm coming to see James. I'm coming to see Chris. You know, you're coming to see Freestyle Love Supreme. And in that experience, in, in that wanting to see that show and that those stories that that only happen on that night that's why the new people are there to be able to create that experience wherever we go and so not only will it be able to give jobs to the people in those theaters around the country but also those audiences will get to see the experience and they'll all be able to you know be on social media saying oh my god who did you see well i saw this crew well i saw this crew and then it'll make them want to switch back and go and see you know the interchangeable of the things i mean that's why you need the new folks there 
to keep this energy going and you find it's kind of like drinking the Kool-Aid. You find all these people who drink the Kool-Aid and believe the believe the same thing we believe and believe in the silliness we believe and believe in the telling a good story, giving a good show and, you know, giving hope through making things up. And that'll just last on back when it's like 30 years from now and we're looking at it in the audience when they do the whole, you know, Kennedy Center honors for like freestyle and all of us up there with like things watching young people love rapping and we're like, we used to do that. That's amazing. Remember that time? And, you know, Lynn has the, you know, Lynn has the half row. Well, actually his, actually his dad has all his hair, but Chris looks like, you know, Sanford and son. He has a half row and he's oh back there with gray hair. <laughs> I say I'll, I'll say this: Tommy and Lynn will always have their hair, and the rest of us, I don't mm-hmm. know, but the you know, but you know, when we see those young people, <laughs> yep. you know, doing it, and we're like, oh, see, it's still going. That's what you want. You you want that, you know. Our oh. our show can do that, yeah, forever. I love I love that. It's such an amazing show. It's different every time. Everybody, please get your tickets. Go see it again on October, starting October 7th, 2021. I want to wrap up here with the three standard closing questions I ask everybody. And we'll at, you get to both answer them because there's two of you. Whoa. Tom, yeah, that's right. Tommy, let's start with you. Very simply, just what motivates you? Community. James? Creation. I love creating things. Oh, I like that. All right. Then, James, you go first. What advice would you give to your younger self and younger people listening now starting out down a similar path? I would say uh, don't worry about don't worry so much about what everybody else thinks. Go go with your heart. If, if it feels right, do that. Don't if you worry too much about what everybody else thinks, you will you won't move. You'll be too worried about, oh, I don't want to bother them. I don't I wonder what they'll think. Don't worry about that. Just do it and go forward. You'll learn on the way. Tommy. You can make stuff anywhere. So make as much as you can. That's the, that's the way that you learn how to have craft and apply your trade. So there's, there's always a stage if you look at it the right way. Ooh, I like that. Burger King, 7-Eleven, well, he liked, wherever he, you are. He liked yeah, your right. first one, James, and my second one. Okay. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> he'll, just, yeah, he'll, yeah, ed- yeah. he'll edit them together so it sounds like three good, good questions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, All right, from last, these six, they'll get three good ones. Right, right, right. Last question then, Tommy, we're going to start with you. This is hard. If you can only see one show for the rest of your life, but you can see it as many times as you want, what would you see? <laughs> A piece of theater? A- any the show you show? want. Inter- interpret as you will. <laughs> Oh boy. Um, if it was a movie, I'll say that's the, that's the show I'm going to go see. It'd be, it's a wonderful life. And if James <laughs> is in it. I'd say freestyle of Supreme. <laughs> <laughs> James, what would you see? Uh, if it, if, if it's a, if it's a, if it's a movie, s- sadly, uh, I probably would. I, 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 I love, um, Princess Bride. So mm. just something cool about that. I would probably say, and if, and if it's a show, uh, because it's different all the time, I know this sounds cliche. I'd probably say free Love Supreme. I don't have to worry about it being the same thing all the time. That's what <laughs> like, I was going to say. Oh, it, it's always, it's always going to be good because you, the great thing about freestyle is we reference every musical, every movie, every TV show, every <laughs> magazine that you could possibly think of. So I was like, I know I'll get the gist of something if I watch the show. So that's probably what I would say. I love that. All right. So, Tommy, where can we find you on social media? You can't. <laughs> You're not online. You don't do social. All right. Well, we'll let, let me, actually, you know what? Look, what, what's great about what you, ladies and gentlemen, what, you, what what's great about this interview is this. Tommy spoke 
You should be. You are blessed. <laughs> Tommy I spoke. Speak. There's lots Tom, of places Tom, in these. I speak Tom, too Tom, much. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy spoke, and he spoke to you. So y'all, y'all should feel mad blessed. Uh, Tom, Tommy, Tommy's too busy for social media. Tommy, Tommy, you hear how fast that. I answer that, James? Let's yeah, he's like, like, ask me the question. I'm gonna tell you. Nope, I'm not. I don't. Not you won't. You won't. You won't. James, I know you're online. Where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram because obviously I have nothing better to do with my time. Tommy got stuff to do. You can find me at um, at uh, JMI, uh, JMI, JM Eigelhart. And you can find me on Twitter at James M. Eigelhart. And uh, yeah, I'm going to start doing stuff in life so I don't have to do social media. So I can be like Tommy. <laughs> and, when there, and don't forget, there's a Freestyle of Supreme documentary on Hulu. Yes. You to watch you had to watch one thing the rest of your life. How about a movie about? How about a movie about free slips of freedom? I will say this though: I know we're leaving, but the great thing about that is more people I've heard that people think that success comes out of nowhere. They had never seen a broke Chris Jackson and Lin Manuel before in their life, and when they saw this movie, they were like, "Oh my God!" You mean there was a time when they didn't know what they were gonna do? And I'm like, "Yes, everybody starts." going god i hope this works and if you don't take anything from the documentary the documentary says you could take something that people didn't know existed created and if you keep going at it and try to perfect it it comes to a place where it'll be like this that's what makes this our story so cool because this you did we didn't just pop out because you know in the heights happened it this thing has been going these boys have been working for a long time and it's just them working hard and their successes and failures that made these amazing successes so that's what's so beautiful about it so you know this is what we do this is life is where this is how we create that's beautiful that is a wonderful place to end so i want to thank you both so so much for being here tommy i know you don't do many interviews so really thank you james you do so many interviews. I'm yeah. everywhere. But thank, but thank you, too. Thank you, too. <laughs> <laughs> thank you both. Uh, Freestyle Love Supreme, FLS Academy, Freestyle Love Supreme documentary on Hulu. Everybody, just go out there, immerse yourself in this love and respect and family. It is amazing. Thank you. Thank you both. I've enjoyed this so much. Thanks, Alan. Okay. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Take a deep breath. Make the world a little colorful. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.